Hello, and welcome to Living Word Ministry, where everyone is a winner. Join us as Pastor Charles Buachi rightly divides the word of truth. We give thanks to God. Yes, as we were saying, today is a Palm Sunday, so we just want to look at, uh, um, you know, on the day, what Jesus did, and draw a couple of things that will help us in our life, in our daily lives. Um, so let's kind of have a picture, let's focus um, a picture of what actually happened on the day. This is a week before he was, uh, he went on the cross, or a week before he, um, yes, he went on the cross. Um, the scripture we are going to read is from Matthew um, 21. Um, praise the Lord. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethage at the Mount of Olives, uh, then Jesus went, uh, sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has needed them. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You can take your seat, take your place. That's all I'm going to read. Praise the Lord. Um, there's some few things I want to draw your attention to. You see, this um, Jesus entering into J Jerusalem, the way he entered, which is known as the triumphant entry, um, history tells us that in the Roman culture, when they went to war and uh, they got victory, this is how they entered back into the city. It is a possession, possessional entry for a victorious general into ancient Rome. So when a general went to war and became victorious, they entered back into their city in a particular way, in a victorious way. So they are on their horses and they come in style. And the whole town come and you know welcome them and jubilate with them and so on. So we see the picture, Jesus <coughs> entering into Jerusalem as king of kings and Lord of Lords. And he entered on a donkey. Now, if you've got, you, you can't win a, a war on a donkey. I mean, they're very slow. The only thing you can win when you go on a donkey to a war is you will win your death. Very, very quick. So, the, the, the generals, when they're coming to this, uh, uh, this special 
entry, they're coming on their tough, fast, you know, good horses. But there is the king of kings and the lord of lords coming into Jerusalem on a donkey. Praise the Lord. And in the eyes of the world, it does not befit a victorious general. Are you with me? In the eyes of the Lord of, of the world, it does not befit a victorious general. But you see, always remember that our ways are not his ways. There is absolutely nothing that we think is good that God will say yes is good. He, because his ways are not our ways. And so, it, it, um, when we say it is not good, then it's good for God. The dog riding on a donkey as a victorious general is not good. But for us, for man. But that's what is good for God. Praise the Lord. And also notice, it is that it is after the generals had got victory that they entered their city. So what victory has Jesus got now? Double application. Well, you know, uh, he fasted 40 days. The enemy came and tempted him. He overcame. So he's answering as uh, victorious general in that sense. But no, that's not his real victory. His victory is on the cross. But he is entering as a victorious general. You see, if you're ever going to walk with God, and I'm telling you, we need to learn how to walk with God. The victory comes after we have celebrated it. That's faith. That's faith. The victory comes after we have celebrated it. Now, if you're waiting for the victory to come before you celebrate, that's not faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus entered Jerusalem as a victorious general, king of kings, lord of lords, knowing what is pending. Hallelujah. Knowing what he's going to go through. The, you know, when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, the Bible tells us that the sweat that came out of him was like Thick blood. Yet he had entered Jerusalem as a victorious Lord. Praise the Lord. If we are not going to be anything in this thing, we need to understand his ways are not our ways. In the natural, when you see victory, you celebrate. His ways are not our ways. In the spiritual, in his ways, you celebrate before you see victory. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You, some of us, the reason why we do not, 
We are unable to walk the faith walk is because we don't want to say something just and if it doesn't come happen then we look as if we are alright is that true but you see we need to get out of this mentality our God's ways if we're ever going to walk with God we need to hop out of this well system and hop into God's system and God's system says when you see it you will see it You, what, you know, words are what? Powerful. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You see, when you say it, you are actually creating it. Amen. You are actually creating it. And then you see the manifestation. Until you learn to speak what you expect. It's not going to happen by faith. Praise the Lord. We need to speak. Now Jesus entered Jerusalem as a victorious Lord, as the King of Kings, all powerful, yet he hasn't seen. In fact, he knew what was ahead of him. He knew the agony that he was to feel, he was going to go through. And you see, when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, if it's at all possible, let this cup pass from me. So he was also very tempted, if possible, to quit. If possible, to change. Yet, he entered as if he had got a victory. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, don't weigh it up and say, I better not. I better not. Just in case it doesn't. You know, you speak it. You believe it. Keep on saying it. Amen. And the Lord who knows all things, who knows all circumstances. Listen, when you speak, come on, bless my blessing. Welcome. Ah, how I miss you. Praise the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Ah, I miss you, man. No food for me to step on. Listen, you speak. You speak what you want. Just speak a word. Praise the Lord. So, when he speaks that, God comes to support him. To make sure. As he's saying it, God is working in him. God is manipulating situations. God is guiding him. God is shielding him. Shaping him. So that he, what he has said will come to pass. Welcome home. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So don't 
be afraid to share, to speak out. Now, there are people that brags. Is that, is that the word, right? Brag. Brag. They brag. They just go on bragging. Yeah, I'm getting a new car tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that, my car is a bit old, so I'm getting a new one. Um, which one is this? You know, the four wheels, you know, the, you know, the one that you don't call. No, 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 I'm getting the, you know, the, the, the next ranger. It's just bragging. It's just bragging. You see me in a month's time. How's your car? Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the insurance messed me up, they did it, and, and so, yeah, I'm still working on it, I'm going to get it in a couple of weeks' time. You see, I mean, the man's another story. They just brag, that's not what I'm talking about. That's, you speak the word. Are you with me? Now, that's why, that's a very bad character. I, don't, I know that none of us are like that. But I, 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 that's not a very good way to live. Bragging. Pardon? Praise the Lord. Okay. And there are some, let me just drop this in. There are some also, because they don't want to brag, they don't want to say anything when they should say something. Praise the Lord. There are some that don't want to brag, and I'm not going to mention any now. There are some that don't want to brag, and because they should say something, they won't say that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We have to find a balance. So he's, he sends two of the disciples. Go into the village opposite and um, go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey. Did, did, did you notice the strangeness of his claim? Do you notice the strangeness of his claim? So strange. Go into the village and immediately you find a, a donkey and, and just, you know, untie him and bring him. And if anybody asks you, I just said the Lord has me. That's very strange, isn't it? Remember our Lord Jesus Christ sometimes act in a strange way. See, what you are expecting him to do what you are expecting him to that to his to come forth with something is going to show up in a strange way at times in your life, and if you're not careful, you're missing. If you're not careful, and some of us has missed missed good opportunities because it was strange. I didn't mean strange. But strange. The Lord has need of it. See, strange because the greater has need of the less of the less. 
And it is a universal law. The rich have need of the poor. Do you know that? The rich have need of the, of the poor. Listen, if everybody was rich, like Richard Branson and uh, uh, Charles and you know the Will Williams and you know, if everybody were rich, do you know what? They would not have roads to drive on. Have you ever talked about that? I mean, there's so many things they will not have. Because they're too rich to do those things. So the rich have need of the poor. The Lord have need of a donkey. Isn't it strange? The strong have need of the sick. Can you imagine? The doctors are pretty, you know, they are pretty healthy. What will they do with their, all their brains and all their, what will they do with all their skills if they were not sick people? Are you with me? The doctors have need of the sick. Isn't that strange? And you see, the strong has need, uh, yes, and the parents have need of a ch the children or a child. The divine has need of the human. When God created Adam, this Adam was a statue. God in his heavens, the divine, needed a figure, a physical body to dwell in in order to manifest himself. you know what? You know something? In Mark 16 and Mark 28, the Great Commission, the angels cannot preach the gospel. Do, do, do you understand? The angels can, maybe cannot, it's not the right way to say it, but, but the angels are not permitted to preach the gospel. The gospel is to be preached to human beings by human beings. So, the supernatural needs the natural. The divine needs the human. Isn't that strange? But that's the law. Of, uh, you know, that's the universal law. So we need to understand that in our walk, as we are walking, endeavoring to walk spiritually with God, we have a need of the natural. You can't be so spiritual that you are no good in the physical. And you can't be so good in the physical that you are no good in the spiritual. It's a balance. It's a balance. The left hand needs the right, and the right needs the left. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Jesus, 
a saving man, is saving human beings by human beings. He's not saving human beings by angels. And so he needs us. He needs our loyalty. He needs our activity. He needs our gifts. Amen. The divine goodness is being put, is putting honor on man. The divine goodness of God is putting honor on man by using man to save man. Did you get that? It is an honor to be used by God. And I'm not talking about the fivefold ministry. I'm talking about all of us together. It is an honor for us to be used by God. Amen. So in his in his strangeness, he has a gentle claim. Look at also. He says that the Lord has uh, um, has need of it, and um, the dignity also of his claim, the dignity of his claim. Not only did he know where the donkey was, he also knew that the oldness will come. Are you with me? Yet, he applied dignity. He does not load it over them to say, don't take notice of him. Just bring him. And another thing, you know, Jesus could have spoken to the Father as he sent them. The owner don't need even to be there. Are you, do you understand what I'm saying? He can block the owners. They can, the owner, if Jesus can speak to his Father and the owners will go to bed in the afternoon. They go to Timbuktu. The owners could be gone too far. God could just divert them and they'll go too far and they'll spend it all day in the farm. While Jesus takes the donkey away. But he had dignity to ask properly. To ask properly. Church, there are times that we have rights to do things. But sometimes it is not right for us to do it that way. So we need to apply respect and dignity about our actions that we take. So this time someday, remember that our Lord Jesus Christ never loaded it on people 
The Lord has need of it. And so Jesus knows all about us. Amen? Amen. He know where the donkey was and he sent for it. So Jesus knows where our money is. In fact, he knows every penny of it. He knows all about our time. Our time that we are not so willing to give him. He knows all about it. When, we, when it comes to us to give time for God, we have a list of things to do until we get home and all the things are thrown in the bin. Uh, we don't really need to do them anymore. But Jesus knows every need. He knows everything about you. He knows everything. Now, come on. He knows everything. I'm not the one saying it. You should know that by now. Amen. He knows everything. It's just that you forget at times. But, and I'm so grateful in this church, the people that we have, the commitment that they have, as you know, the, 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 the worship group, man, the, their commitment is awesome. Come on now. Appreciate them. Appreciate them. Appreciate them. Praise the Lord. The commitment is awesome. And I'm talking about time here. God knows all our time. God knows every penny we have. We ought to learn to give to God and listen, 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 another point. Look, the, the donkey were tied. He says that, go lose them. Amen? See, unless you lose what God has given to you, God can't use it. getting really deep and I want to be able to try and finish on time. Unless you lose what God has implanted in your hands, God cannot use it. Whatever he has given to you, you need to let go, lose, uh, uh, lose from your hands his part. I'm talking about giving to God what is due to him. Jesus said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Amen. Amen. Give your tithes and give your offering so that you will be... Amen. That's what the Bible teaches us. So whatever you have, don't hide it from God. He knows. Jesus knows what he knew where the donkey was and lose the whatever that is due to God, to him, and then God can use it. There will be victory. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? So Jesus asks in a nice way. There is a time when I love me, but I, I, let me just talk about um, um, what do you call it? Philemon. 
Come, just read Philemon 8 and 9. Titus Philemon. Titus Philemon. From Titus, let me go to Philemon. 8 and 9. Therefore, though I might be very bold in Christ to com command you what is fit, yet for love's sake, I rather appeal to you, being such a one as Paul, the age, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Paul, Paul was saying, Paul was saying, you see, Philemon was um, an escaped um, slave during there was a little havoc or something like that, and Philemon left it. He left it from his master. And so he eventually um, get it, he eventually meets Paul, the apostle, when he's in prison. And Philemon's been very, very good serving Paul. And Paul says, Look, you ought to go back to your master. You know, obviously, Philemon was straight to tell him, you know, this is my situation. Paul says, hey, listen, you got to go back to your master. But Paul is telling his master, or Decimus, that, look, you are a Christian. I am apostle. I have authority over you. And I can say to you, release Philemon by my position in, in, in Christ. But he says, I would rather not. I would ask you to release him. He's talking about the dignity of his claim. So, the point is this. There are times that we need to Suggest rather than demand. Even though Paul, the apostle, was in a position to demand that, and Philemon would have probably given him, the Odysseus man would have probably given him Philemon, but he says, No, it is not right for me to take him away from you. Please release him to me and he sends him to him so that he will release him and, bring, and, and, and that he will return back to him. Praise the Lord. We're learning that in our action even if we are in a position to ask, sometimes it's better to suggest. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the Lord knows everything about us. The last point is the humbleness of his claim. He was so humble in his claim. It says that the Lord is coming uh, comes on a donkey lowly in heart. Um, is that what it says? Lowly in heart? 
Praise the Lord. The, that lonely is meek. That lonely there is meek. And so there he is. The Lord himself. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In a position where he is exercising humility. And we know that this was um, a prophecy of Zachariah that your uh, that the king of Jews, the king of the Jews, should be lonely and rode on a donkey. The prince of peace enters. You know, Jerusalem is, is known as uh, the the meaning of Jerusalem is the uh, possession of peace. So, the Prince of Peace enters the city of peace. Praise the Lord. In a manner that will forever emphasize his own teaching. In a manner that will forever emphasize Jesus' own teaching. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 5 it says, Blessed are the meek. For they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Church, the meek will inherit the earth. Some people think meekness is weakness. But I'm here to announce to you that meekness is not weakness. Meekness is not weakness, but power under perfect control. Being humble is not meekness, it's not weakness, but it is power under perfect control. Some people are un, unsettled, unhappy, uh, you know, their parents got all confused and don't know, you can't sit without saying anything. You know, the Bible tells us we need to have self-control. You need to know what is in you. You need, if you don't know you, it's very difficult for others to know you. You need to know you. You need to know what you're good at. You need to know what's in you. You need to know what makes you think, what doesn't make you think. You need to know you. And when you know you, it's powerful. Meekness is power under perfect control. 
be humble. When you say power, we're talking about that you know what you are about, but it's under perfect control. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, being humble is not a bad thing, though. Blessed are the meek for years. In his meekness and his humbleness, he claimed. Praise the Lord. He claims what he wants from us. In other words, he is not going to dictate to us. He's not going to push us, force us. But in a strange and dignified and humble way, is going to raise from us our life so that he can use it for his own glory. Amen. So, the way of blessing and saving Um, the way of blessing and saving lives, he is calling humble people. The gospel is going to be preached by humble people. Praise the Lord. He's calling the weak people. He, he has need of the most ordinary individual. He calls us. He calls us and ours. In other words, he calls us and all that we have. In his great triumphant entry into the hearts and nations of the world. The hearts and nations of the world. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? He calls us in a way that is not the ordinary. And he calls us in a way with respect. Amen? He calls us with his friend. And then again, he calls us in a humble way. And he's calling us all. Because he needs us all. The ordinary, the meek, the most unwanted of the world, Jesus wants. And so, church, to you this part Sunday think of our Lord Jesus Christ how he entered into Jerusalem his victory had not yet been seen but he was 
jubilating and celebrating. He says, if these people will hold their peace, the stones will rise up and jubilate on his behalf. His victory was secured in the realm of the spirit and they jubilated in the physical world before it was finally manifested. Let's all stand on our feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In a straight way, he claims, praise the Lord. In a straight way, he claims. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.